it's worth mentioning in the first reading of we continue this book of Ezra and a lot of times you have those this caricature of the Old Testament is this is always the God of punishment the God of justice the God of revenge the God of violence and it's good to remember that he's the God of second chances this is the people of Israel and they were so stubborn sometimes and so struggling so full of themselves and and unable to stay focused on the one thing they would ask of them and they kept having all these false gods and they're in exile and he's just constantly bringing them back constantly calling them back he's not constantly punishing them he's constantly calling them home so it's always worth kind of zooming out and remembering the whole picture and not reducing it to the wrong caricatures um our lord in the gospel for what it's worth if you have not watched the chosen season three episode four that opening scene is fantastic just watching an imaginary but probably you know likely image of the apostles going out two by two and doing literal miracles in Jesus' name, and their own reactions to that, their own struggles with that, getting through their heads that they, in all their unworthiness and all their silliness and all their differences or whatever else, they were still doing the work of God. And I think we can, I think we can get it through our own heads. We need to get it through our own heads. The reality of how much God puts on the shoulders of His church, how much God puts on the shoulders of you and me, it's a lot. Jesus could have snapped his fingers and healed everybody. He didn't do it. Jesus could have gone himself to all these houses and villages and done it himself. He didn't do it. He sent regular, vulnerable, sometimes petty, dramatic human beings with their personality conflicts and all these things. He put Simon with Judas, maybe, or, or Andrew with James. Did they get along the whole time? They were together for those, you know, weeks. Whatever, we, don't, we don't know how long it was. But do normal human beings get along without any issues for that long? No, they had probably had their issues. But the bigger cause, their greater cause, hopefully with God's grace, polarized them. But the fact that our Lord does put so much trust in His church, in you, in me, a lot of times in our society today, we obviously want to say, well, I mean, I can't change the world, so just shucks. On the contrary, you were sent to change the world. You can't sit there with a passive attitude of God will take care of it or the priest will take care of it. No, no, you and I are precisely sent to bring salvation to the world. We sell ourselves short, we sell the world short sometimes. And likewise, the world says, well, I'll take some idea of God up there, maybe tailored to what's comfortable to me, but not the church. I don't want the church. Why would God send a church? I can go to God directly. And the God of the gospel, the only God we have, sends the church. And he sends the church, watch this, he sends the church with power and authority to teach and proclaim the gospel and to heal and the sacraments. And he sends the church with rules. Rules, guys, rules. Not ones that we would understand sometimes. He's going to send them out for a week or two weeks or three weeks or even a month. I think the Chosen has, has them gone for quite some time. And he says, take no food for the journey. Wait, what? And if you guys go in from here to Florida, would take no snack in the car? And our Lord's like, nothing. Take no food for the journey. Don't take a walking stick. No, no, that suitcase you have there, Judas? No, leave that suitcase at home. You won't need it. Sorry, I have Yoda in my head. Your weapons, you will not need them. We don't need those things that we think we need. 
And our Lord wants us to be witnesses not only with our words of the trust that we can have in the Father, the presence of God and His providence in our lives, but our actions to show the world, I really do trust God will provide for all my needs. Not necessarily all my wants, but all my needs. And I need to be uncomfortable a little bit, be stretched a little bit. And the God of the Gospel gives rules to His followers that do stretch us. Raise your hand if there's a single rule of the Catholic Church that stretches you just a little bit. Anybody? I mean, come on. I have failed to give up meat on Fridays nine times out of ten. I still try sometimes. But it's important. These rules are there, and, and the world judges the church as, you know, stuck in the past, not the church of God because it's so full of scandal. And the Catholic Church, the kingdom of God, they look a lot alike when you look at the gospel. Vulnerable sinners, two of these guys would deny the Lord. Two of these guys would scandalize, cause scandal to their followers, to the other disciples. We simply ask the Lord to remind us who we are, to remind us of how much is put on our shoulders. Not to crush us with over, being overwhelmed, but renewing our faith in the one who's called us, the one who's sent us. Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I trust in you. Lord, do not let your kingdom suffer from my passivity or my indifference, much less my doubt. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.